1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy P.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: All right, OG, it's a Wednesday morning. Usually we do this on Monday, but you know, we didn't do it this Monday. Don't we forgot? We forgot to do our salute to the troops. What are we thinking?
2: We should salute them every day.
0: We should salute them every day, but uh, we're going to make up for lost time today. So gentlemen, I'll put your coffees in the air. Why are you drinking out of a flower pot, Joe? Well, it's, it's it's Garvin Gardens, a beautiful place in Hot Springs, and it's this great... Uh,
2: the dirt is amazing there. It, it tastes it, magnifique.
1: Yes. Isn't that one of the cheap properties you buy
0: on Monopoly? Garvin Gardens. That's Pretty mid-range, sure. isn't it? Marvin Gardens is mid-range. It's Marvin Gardens, and that's that's a fairly high-priced property. I thought, those were, I thought that was one of the... No, I think that's one of the purples right at the beginning. No, right it's one of the start. light blues. It's light blue. Oh, it's just before be Pennsylvania and right. North Carolina. Yeah. It's it's next to vetner For a game
1: you hate more than life itself, why do you know so much
0: about it? I was going to say, isn't, isn't it yellow? Where the hell is Ventner, by the way?
2: What is Ventner?
0: Like in real life. There's Marvin Gardens. I'm not sure where that is. I thought they were all East Coast, like Jersey, New York. All right. Uh, this is important enough. We're looking it up. Beep,
1: for,
2: beep, for, beep. Is, well, back up the train for, for, to go back to podcasting. For, for,
1: for Marvin baby. Gardens. Marvin Gardens is a neighborhood in Margate City, Atlantic County, New Jersey, located two miles south of Atlantic City.
0: There it is. And on that note... Uh, Navy people, I'm sure that you <laughs> wanted to know that.
2: Somebody in the Navy from Marvin ed- Gardens.
0: You're not editing that out? Heck no. You oh, kidding me? That is podcast gold. On behalf of OG, Doug, all the people at Monopoly, Parker Brothers, <laughs> and and our friends at Navy Federal Credit Union, big shout out to our troops. Now let's all go stack some Benjamin, shall we?
1: What a filthy job. Could be worse. How? Could be raining. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and have you been feeling down? Not surprising, this market is dropping like it's hot. But have no fear, because today we're talking about the top five things you should do in a down market with your money. You know what I'm doing? Investing in roller coaster companies, because baby, we're on a big downhill. Sure, that's not all. We'll also throw out the Haven Lifeline to Amanda. And uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I'll also share the best part of this podcast my trivia and now two guys who want to help you stack serious benjamins it's joe and oh
0: happy wednesday everybody welcome back to the Stacky benjamin show you made it halfway through your week congratulations we're here to help you navigate the second half of the week i'm joe sol average joe money on twitter and across the card table from me Ready also. Buckled into this roller coaster, it's Mr. OG.
2: Furiously writing down his top five.
0: <laughs> Prepared as always. We got a fantastic top five, obviously, because one of us is prepped. The other one is going to come up with some on the fly. In all
2: fairness, you did text me last night after I was already in bed. Of course. It was 730 at night. I've was, <laughs> If you knew my night before, you would understand. <laughs>
0: there there it is. If, if you'd known my... Last, uh, last few days.
1: Here's the flex. He's looking for any excuse to start talking about this.
0: Did I tell you where I just got back from? Dallas. Yes, I was in Dallas. And oh my God, that ride two and a half hours home after I've been up for uh, a bajillion hours. No, on my way back from Egypt and uh, Jordan had a fantastic time. Do you you guys want to hear all about it? no we just knew we
1: finally had some peace and quiet for a few weeks
0: for a couple There it is. All right. Nobody wants to hear about that. We want to hear about what to do with this down market. Man, OG, when I was away, apparently uh, nothing good happened because uh, the market continued on a little bit of a slide, huh?
2: Seems like it, huh? A little bit. I was, the, the, the good news is I was also gone. And uh, for a few of those days, I didn't enjoy a 17 day off vacation like you, but um, well, I actually, I mean, you, Basically been on vacation since March, so whatever that works out to be. <laughs> but um now that you think about it, basically when you left to go are you propping up the market? Are you when you're not home, the market goes down?
0: It's the inverse mm. Joe at home market index. Probably a good way to invest. Ah. You know, we're gonna share some of those in our headlines. this episode is sponsored by State Farm. that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to Uh, my nephews colin and nathan who are both in the navy colin is stationed outside seattle washington on a submarine and my nephew nathan is in south africa as an air traffic controller and in military appreciation month navy federal credit union wants you also to celebrate members many of whom go above and beyond navy federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals, it's all branches of the military. Veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal lender. Lender. Uh, but first... Well, you'll see when you try out the thirty day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N E Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. All right, we got headlines. We got your top five moves to make in a down market. Let's get this party started.
3: Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show. Our stacking Benjamins Headlines
0: our piece today comes to us from reddit and doug uh, you shared this one with us this is a a person on reddit named uh scheme electronic 9058 which is where i get all my financial advice from this person dude's a genius an investing strategy that tracks south park mentions (laughs) beats the s p and the nasdaq over the last seven years and year to date tell me why you wanted to share this one because it's ridiculous There's so many things like when
1: you see things like this, there's so many variables to how they could have tracked. Oh, you should have invested in these things that were mentioned on, you know, whatever on friends. When do you buy them? When do they sell them? Do you go all in? How much are you? I mean, they're ridiculous. I, I hate these kinds of things, but it's hilarious because that show is hilarious.
0: Well, and I dove into this, by the way, most of the wins that this index has had are based on two stocks, Tesla and Build-A-Bear. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> believe it or not, Build-A-Bear Workshop, if you had invested in that during COVID times, apparently did incredibly well.
2: How but could Build-A-Bear do well during COVID? Oh, how could they have? Excellent question. The whole concept, going to the mall to build your bear. I mean, I know that they were highlighted in a movie in the South Park uh, COVID movie but um, it was kind of a main theme there was a South Park COVID movie oh my gosh yeah we've talked about it think of the grotesqueness of normal South Park and then double it every 15 minutes for the hour movie <laughs> <laughs> so like every 15 minutes you go no nah, come on that can't be and then they come back you go well okay we'll see how they get out of oh Oh, they doubled down. Oh, great, 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 great. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty vile.
1: No, uh, they haven't turned us off yet, so let's just keep on amping it up.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Build-A-Bear Workshop, uh, March of 2020, during the big crater, made it down to below $2 a share in June of last year. Went through the roof. Went from uh, about seven fifty dollars all the way up to $17, $18.00. Now, today, as we record this trading at uh, 1880, so Build a Bear doing incredibly well. I have no idea why, why Build a Bear did well. But what I do know is that uh, you should put all your money in there. Is that you should put all your money in South Park? Well, th- OG, oh, but we hear this all the time, right? I remember, and I went and looked this up from before, but do you remember when there was a big thing back in the early 2000s about, you know, when NASCAR was super hot? They had all the ratings going for them, all the big names, uh, right around the time that uh, Dale Earnhardt passed away in the middle of a race. Uh, Just absolutely horrible, but still the ratings for NASCAR around that time were were huge. And there was a NASCAR fund. Remember this? People talking about if you invested in NASCAR stocks, stocks that were advertised on NASCAR, that NASCAR Nation supported – NASCAR. So you should just buy all those or Harry Dent Jr. Remember this guy? I'm sure you remember this guy, Harry Dent back in 2001, when the market was going down, he called it halftime of the Super Bowl because uh, demographics were the thing. Like, I feel like there's these hot, I'm going to invest based on all these cool factors out there. And these keep coming up.
2: Well, it's because people are trying to find the reason for the outcomes that they're experiencing. It's like, let me look at information and try to turn it into the reason for this happening. And there's undoubtedly cause and effect to some degree, you know, using demographics as an example. I mean, as generations turn into their higher income earning years, undoubtedly that has an impact on spending, right? I mean, the folks who are Gen X are now turning into their forties and fifties and that's kind of the peak earning years. It's also the peak spending years. So yes, that would make sense. But that's not the reason for the stock market going up or down. Because Build-A-Bear was on South Park isn't the reason that it went up. It might have had a factor to some degree. But there's it's impossible that there's so many people that watch South Park and also have so much money that they can move the market by 10x those were, on a stock.
1: Those were a lot of words to say. Correlation does not equal causation.
2: I know because I'm not trying to be fancy pants, dude. I'm trying to fill airtime. <laughs> we got <laughs> to
1: fill an hour. to fill airtime. <laughs> we got to hit the word <laughs> count. <laughs> <are you>
2: ta- <laughs> the new deal is we get paid by the by the word, bro. So s- slow it down. Welcome to 17 hours of finance talk. Yeah, it's mostly because. People aren't convinced that they have the right plan. It's people who are not convinced that what they're doing will work in the long run and therefore look back and say, well, what can I tie to a positive experience and then can I repeat that? When in reality, of course, the answer for better investing is just to invest and stop caring about all the rest of it
0: you know what's interesting is i like what what you're saying here because as i go through the comments on reddit i notice people saying oh gee you know this person could have looked at 85 different data sets and then found this one that looked very, very good, and presented this one, but didn't present the other eighty-four. You know what I mean? which sure. You know, you just you, you go back in history. You can look up. Oh, look at these are in alphabetical order. Just you know, happenstance. All the
2: logos are blue. Yes. If You would have got all the blue logos, then you would have made all the money. Or right? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a ton of a ton of backward looking things that you can fit into your regression analysis. But if you look at the best investors in the world what do they all have in common? The best investors in the world invest money and don't do anything else. (laughs) That's it. They put money in and they leave it sit there. It's like, well, but what if it goes down? Warren Buffett's owned 10% of American Express stock for how long? 30 years, 40 years or something. I'm sure he's had days where he's looked at it and gone, oh my goodness, what am I doing? You know, just... Let's just sit there. What what did we read about Apple and their dividend? He made oh my goodness! I wish I knew this quote. Warren Buffett made more money on Apple's quarterly dividend than than something else. You know what I mean? Like like just the fact that he owned the stock, he made so much money in cash that it was more than you know. Insert whatever other thing there was here. I'll I'll see if I can't find it before we get done today. But investing is the only thing that matters. Trying to tie it to some particular theory or causation type of outcome just doesn't – it's a it's a fool's errand. Just buy its stocks and then don't ever touch it.
0: What if it's not stocks? I mean, with the stock market doing as poorly as it is, people looking for alternative investments, here's another headline. Uh, Fidelity, a couple weeks ago, announced that they – are going to allow you to buy Bitcoin in your 401k, OG. So many people with 401k plans administered by Fidelity now might have the opportunity to buy some Bitcoin. What do you think about that?
2: I think that they're going to run into a lot of trouble considering the uh, ERISA people who help run 401ks and IRAs are like, "Uh, no, you can't. We specifically said you can't do that. Fidelity's like, yeah, we can. And the government's like, no, you can't. And also that should have been a really good (laughs) countercyclical <laughs> indicator that it's maybe time to sell your Bitcoin. You know, you're talking about things that you look at for for going up. I mean, you can also kind of consider the alternative to that, a little bit of the a little bit of the 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 peak market concept, right? When all of the houses in your neighborhood are sold at 30% over asking for cash. Like what do you what do you think? What do you do with that information? You just go, well that's not normal. That's not a normal market environment my used car costs more than my brand new car, or I made money on my used car. I've driven it for five years and I got to sell it for more. Guess what? That's not normal. That's not the new normal either. That's just something is broken in the economic system and it has to get right size, so to speak.
0: The thing that scares me about Bitcoin in a 401k is that if, if this actually does go through, the people that invest in this, a bunch of them are going to be people that know Zip about how those markets work they know nothing about bitcoin they know nothing about usage they just think it's a casino and they heard a bunch of people get rich on bitcoin no haven't even looked at the recent trend right which is nowhere near up people just getting smoked on crypto across the board even more than they are in the stock market but man i just i don't know i feel like to your point i think it opens up a can of worms for a bunch of people to uh to lose a bunch of money.
2: Well, I mean, if you haven't figured it out in the last, uh, pullback of crypto, it's, uh, I refuse to call it an investment. It doesn't produce any income. and It doesn't have any value. It's this pure speculation. And it may, at some point in time, the technology may be beneficial and help with transfer of information and that sort of thing, but it doesn't behave like an investment and doesn't produce any income. So,
0: You're not the only one. Our friend David Stein over at Money for the Rest of Us in his book, aptly titled Money for the Rest of Us. David dives into what an investment is and having trackable results, uh having it tied to something that you can actually follow. In his definition of what an investment is, it can't be. It is, it is not. Sad to see. By the way, even on this trend, you know, we had a sponsor for a while, the Buzz Index. And the buzz index went away. But if you remember, we did a story last summer where David Portnoy and uh, Van Eck were bringing back the buzz index. So I went and looked at it. It, even something like that. I mean, we've talked about NASCAR. We've talked about adding Bitcoin to your 401k. We've talked about South Park, the buzz index, when when that fun opened, the new buzz, which speaking with Jamie, the guy that created the old buzz index ran differently than this one does open around 25 dollars a share currently trading og at a whopping 1440 so where the nasdaq is down a ton right now things like this speculative stuff and remember david portnoy at first saying this is going to go to the moon this is this is what you need and all this hype machine how much is david portnoy paying him for that yeah is he paying for that at all even though a bunch of people i'm sure jumped in going hey hey, this is the next great thing. This is fantastic. They're getting slaughtered. People just getting smoked on this thing that this Mr. Hype engine said was going to do phenomenal stuff. I don't know.
2: Well, and the, so trace that all back to, so why is that all of that happened? The reason that it happens is because you don't have a well-thought-out plan. It happens because you think that you're behind the pace where you should be. You know, you go, oh, I'm already insert age here, and I should be, you know, I looked at some stupid thing on CNBC that says, by 40, you should have 7.5x your income. And so you're like, oh, my God, I'm way behind. And since you don't have a plan, you don't know where you should be, you don't know where you're going, you feel behind. So so you go, well, the only thing I can do is blast money into the ether and see what happens. Get this you know, gambler hopefully, mentality. Hopefully, I'll hit the lottery. Yeah. Instead, if you were to actually sit down and do... The calculation and say, well, what am I trying to aim at? And how much do I have now? And what do I have to save on a monthly basis to reach my goals? You will find that that number is far less than you think it is. Or you just have to increase the time a little bit, but you can get there by owning, you know, normal companies. You don't have to try to buy options. I saw this thing about the options market, I think in the first quarter, it was something like it generated, you know, whatever, 1.8 billion of you know, profit or something. There's something like 80% of the option trades were losers in the first quarter.
0: 80%.
2: Something like that. And um, it generated like 7 billion of fees to brokerage companies. Right. So it was like, it was way unprofitable. The total profit for all the option trades that were traded, the total profit was like a billion eight. And then banks made like five billion, or <laughs> brokers just made five billion.
0: Somebody won. Somebody
2: won. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, so what does that tell you? You yeah. know, I mean, when you look at it, what is it? What, you know, but why do you do that stuff? You do it because you don't know where you should be, you don't know where you are, and you don't know how to get to where you're going. And when you put all those together, you go, "F it, I don't care." Like, I don't know that I only need to save freaking, you know, ten percent in my four hundred and one k for the next twenty years, and I'll be okay. Instead, I go, "Well, you know, I should." Uh, I hear these anecdotal stories of 19-year-olds making $7 million on such and such a thing, so I should get a part of that, and uh, it's tough.
0: Well, that's, I think, some good foreshadowing, OG, because we're going to talk about what you actually should do here in just a second. By the way, we're going to detail all of these topics even further in our newsletter, The 201. Brooke Miller helps us put that together. com slash 201 is our newsletter, comes out every tuesday and thursday right after these episodes so that you can dive even more into the topics that we talk about here don't even have to have caught that day's show by the way for it to be relevant uh in fact may lead you back to the show so you can get uh, kind of a cursory overview it's like read the book and watch the movie right do both of them dot slash 201 is our newsletter uh top five coming up here in a second but as a way into that doug i think you've got some trivia about uh, maybe how to panic appropriately
1: absolutely do Joe hey there stackers I'm Joe's mom's neighbor Doug let's talk about panic selling and I'm not talking about like the time you panicked and filled all your water bottles with gas because you were sure the price was going even higher no 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 I'm talking about when the market goes down people freak out because they forgot how life works and sell their shares which locks in a big fat loss According to CNBC, the people most likely to panic sell are men who are over age 45 or married with children or say they have, quote, excellent investment experience or knowledge. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So according to research, what percentage of investors who panic sold assets after previous downturns never got back into the stock market? Is it 30%, 40%, or 50%? I'll be right back with the answer after I finish panic eating some Oreos. Much better than selling off stock. Take
0: it out on the cookies, people. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they can also be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. Oh, God. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. U.S. Cellular, a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Hey
1: there, stackers. I'm Panic Yeller and my dental hygienist nightmare, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. The problem when people panic sell, they don't give themselves the opportunity to cash in on the market recovery. Remember, you don't really lose money until you sell. And studies show that once someone sells, they sometimes don't hop back in. So what percentage of investors who panic sold assets after previous downturns never got back into the stock market? 30%. Now let's get back to Joe and OG. 30%
0: OG. That's a huge number of people learning the wrong lesson.
2: Well, and like we've talked about before, if you don't invest money, there is no way to make it work. You can't save enough money unless you make so much money and spend so little. There's no way to save enough in your mattress or bank account to offset the rising cost of inflation, even normal inflation, not the stuff we're talking about right now where you know, you go get a freaking gallon of milk and it's like $5. You have to use the power of compounding. In order to get the power of compounding, you have to be okay with having the your portfolio go down every so often. That's the trade-off. To get all of the returns of the stock market, you have to get all of the downturns. It's that simple.
0: Uh, I want to focus for a second here too on people that are most likely to panic, uh, Doug, when you brought this up. Uh, because when I was a financial planner, these were, these, were, and, and this wasn't everybody who panicked, but man, this was the biggest sample size that I had of people that panic. Men over 45 say they have excellent investment experience or knowledge. My most panicked clients were always the people I had to calm down off the ledge, were people who said they were, quote, aggressive, and they they knew what they were doing. And very surprising to me. It was often the people that just... Just couldn't help themselves. I don't know if experience meant good stuff or bad stuff. In this case, I think they were experienced at all the wrong things.
1: You know, I would say that that has is more a function of their time in life and where they are on their uh, timeline for retirement than whether or not they were experienced. When you get to that age, sort of that forty-five age, and you think, "Oh man," suddenly. I can see the finish line of retirement. I mean, r- really, you can't because it's still quite a few years out, but it starts to become a lot more real and relevant
0: to you. Well, and, and also, f- also, Doug, to your point, that by 45, if you have done a good job saving, this is when the numbers are, oh, real right yes like you you've lost serious money like we've talked about this before but you lose 20 percent when you got a couple thousand invested okay i lost 400 bucks a couple hundred thousand or a million dollars you lose that much money you're you're screwed or feel like you're screwed anyway and i get it i mean human nature is pain avoidance and
1: so if you keep going to that casino and you lose every time oh i'm never going there again and and so it makes no sense at a gut level to say i got to keep going back in and keep investing more right uh, it works in the market but it works nowhere else in life that's i get burned every time i touch that stove <laughs> you're telling me i should touch it again keep touching it
2: well and the opposite happens too that we've seen in the last 2 years which was anything i do i always win therefore why would i not try this more aggressive thing that always wins and then I keep doing that. And again, it's a, all coming back to I don't have an idea of what I should be doing for real. There's nothing wrong with investing on a flyer. Like I, you know, who amongst us hasn't gone, you know, I got a feeling about this, right? Or I really like this product and I'm going to invest a little bit into it. That's cool. You could do that. But if you do that in the in a vacuum of, you know, I don't know what else I'm doing with the rest of my money, then you're risking all of your stuff on a single idea. Have fun money. Well,
0: let's dive into it. Yeah. Today's topic is our top five things to do in a down market. OG uh, put his together carefully as we were hitting record here. I've uh, put mine together after you went to bed at 7.30 last night. So let's dive into them. Mr. Announcer Dude.
2: Number five. Uh, So my number five, it's kind of an easy one, but people don't necessarily do it. So you want action to do, do some action. So take a look at the asset allocation that you have and if it's not the way that it should be, rebalance it. S&P's down 15 or 17%, Nasdaq's down 25. You might have an opportunity to kind of reshuffle a little bit even if you're not putting new money in right now. You might look at your asset allocation and say, "Oh, this isn't the way that I wanted it to be." rebalance it. So now you're taking some action, you're doing something. So when you say, what do I do? Do this. This is an activity that you can do.
0: It's interesting. You have that number five because I have this also, but I have it much, much further up. So I'm excited to hear what you have that's more important than that, because that, that to me is one of the most important things to do is if you're going to experience the down market and you're nervous, I think, the action of rebalancing while studies show that it doesn't necessarily help to rebalance more often. I don't know. Have you seen studies that show that it hurts to rebalance more often?
2: Well, the only hurt would be transactional costs, you know, if there are any or taxes or something like mm-hmm. that. But yes, if you rebalance more frequently, there's it's not tied to better results. But also, if you have a, a, a policy in place of, I think my asset allocation needs to look like this and I'll let it wiggle. This amount around that number, I'm supposed to have 50% of my money in big U.S. companies and now I have 47. Is that is that good enough to rebalance? That's up to you to decide. But you have to have that written down. You have to have a policy. Ooh, investment policy statement. You have to have a policy for you know, how you want to behave when, when things don't go your way.
0: I like that action too, of, of creating your investment policy statement. I think too late to do that now. Well, no, but I think it's never too late. Don't get me wrong. It's too late for this downturn, but it's why not do it now? You know, I mean, sure. Well, because
2: the, the downside with doing it now is that you're, you're doing it at a time of high stress, generally speaking, you're going to answer the questions a lot more, a lot differently than you would, have answered them in January.
0: My number five is actually, it isn't even an action. It's what you, well, it is an action, which is relax and turn off the television. Cause I know, and you know that the people that are upset the most are people that track it far too often. If you track it all the time and you're watching this downhill slide on a daily basis, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the uh, chatter of everything's going to hell, my money's all going away, the economy sucks, things happening in the world suck, my investing life is over, and uh, man, I am screwed. So, I think you have to avoid this. I have a feeling, and actually, I think all of this leads perfectly into what to do. Because, um, one thing I think you got to be careful about here, OG, is also be careful with what you sell and what you buy. I mean, how many how many times have people sold fantastic stocks that go down at the same time that everything else is going down? They sell their best positions off, even though those positions are down like the rest of the market is. They have no idea whether the rest of the market is down the way that their index is down. They just want to sell something. So they sell out this thing that is performing exactly like everything else is. And in a a down market, all ships go down. and an up market, all ships to some degree should go up. So I think you got to be careful with what you buy into and what you sell during this market. But I think relax and turn off the TV is is a number one there.
1: Number four.
0: I'll go first on number four. Check your emotions and do exactly the opposite. Was this hard for you to learn or were you born doing it this way?
2: Being a troublemaker, you mean? (laughs) Sounds like being a (laughs) troublemaker. Like like everyone else is going this way. I want to go this way. Dang it.
0: But thinking the opposite and doing it because I know I had to learn this.
2: No, it's, I would say it's far worse now because, you know, when we talk to clients and thankfully I don't think that we've had, well, I know I haven't gotten a lot of phone calls yet. I mean, the market's down 15, like I said, 15 or 16%. Most clients are a little less than that, I would say at this point, but not a lot of phone calls. We like to, play these games in advance the lifeboat drills, right? Like what happens if, yeah. you know, you do that when things are really good, you don't, you don't do the lifeboat drill while the freaking Titanic's sinking. I mean, they did. And that's what happened. What, 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 uh, you know, you do them when things are good, calm seas. That's when you practice getting to the boat and putting your life jacket on and stuff. So we do that. But, um, what I tell clients is it, it feels a lot worse for me because think, think of your number that you've You're like, Oh, I'm down you know whatever your number is right now multiplied by, by 180 families that's the number that i see it's just a larger number and it's and it's profound it it is a lot it's a lot of decline and then you see the big numbers like you know i read an article today that said 11 trillion dollars has been washed away in the market crash washed it's like, away well, first of all it's not a crash average inner-year decline is 14% we're just beyond average Where we are right now in terms of the high to the low is average every year. This is the average normal up and down. So we're not even past the point yet, but it's still it's still breathtaking. It's just what you do with that information.
0: Yeah. And statistically, when I say check your emotions, do the opposite, you shouldn't do any of these things. But studies show that these are better than what most people do. So if you're feeling afraid, most people sell. It actually is better to get more aggressive. Don't go get more aggressive. That's not the answer. You want more conservative investments, better to double down. Again, don't double down. Don't play it like it's a like it's a horse race or a casino, <laughs> but it is better to double down.
2: I've lost 52 hands of blackjack in a row. Yeah. This one I'm definitely gonna hit. This is the I one. bet the house. Yes,
0: do not do any of that. But statistics show you, and statistically, the one you just brought up is not every hand is different, right? But statistically, you are better off. With investing, being more aggressive, better to double down, uh but don't do it when those. you think
2: about it, you know we were talking earlier about just using your kind of normal intellect, and I'm not saying like market time, but again, when all of the houses in your neighborhood are selling for thirty percent over asking in cash, that's not a reasonable market, right? The same thing is true for the used car market we talked about. It's like if everyone is like, "Oh my God," and selling all that that's not normal either. You know, that's the opposite of that. So I think you have to respect what your emotions are. I don't know that the answer is to do the exact opposite. But if you quantify it, like, what are you afraid of? When you say, well, I'm scared of the market. What? Are you scared that it's going to chase you down? Are you like, specifically, what are you afraid of? And I think when you answer all of those questions, and you get to it, it comes to, I'm afraid that I will run out of money. Yes. Period. That's what it is. I will, I'm afraid I will run out of money. And I would say to you, do you think that all of the companies in all of the world will all go bankrupt all at the same time? I mean, I can't say it's not going to happen. I can't prove to you that it won't, but I also can't prove that the sun comes up tomorrow. I mean, it has. It seems like it will do that. <laughs> so I'm pretty confident that we'll have morning tomorrow. And if you, then say, well, I, it's unlikely that all of these companies will all go bankrupt all at the same time, so I can't lose all of my money. And you say, well, I don't think that. I think, what if it goes down so much I can never recover? Okay, let's play that out. You know what I mean? Let's start. Let's start answering each one of these, yeah, real questions, and then you'll see you don't have anything to be worried about.
0: I like that. Take all of the skeletons out of the closet, address them one by one, and you'll feel you'll feel much better. I also like, I've got one more point on this front, which is if you're checking your emotions and you're trying to do the opposite, surround yourself not with those people who have history panicking in these markets, i.e. the TV, like I talked about number five, but people that have a history of staying calm in these downtimes. You are the product of who you surround yourself with. And I think that's an important thing as well. Uh, What's your number four?
2: Well, my four was your five, which is turn off all the noise. Yeah, You know, when you experience a negative thing, I think about this from a kind of a behavioral standpoint. When you experience a negative thing, it has the same impact, right? If I said to you, hey, Joe, your stock portfolio is down 20%. Is that materially different from you, or to you, I should say, than me saying, hey, Joe, your stock portfolio is down 17%? Do you have a different emotion when I say those numbers? Joe, you lost 170,000 this quarter, Joe, you lost 200,000 this quarter. Nope. Do you go like, Oh my God, 200 is way worse. No, both of those numbers suck. What if you said, Hey Joe, you lost 220,000 this quarter, 22%. Is that materially different? No, it's plus or minus suck, right? It's just all, it's all there. So why do you want to have that experience every single solitary day or week or whatever frequency that you happen to check in on this. If you are observing CNBC or Fox news or MSNBC, or heck even like the nightly news, just do the ratio of good stories to bad stories. They all are bad. And then at the end they're like, and finally on our Wednesday night puppies, you know, and it's like the last little like 12 seconds of like, you know, little puppies running around and a story about some girl scouts who sold some cookies and got a puppy and everybody's happy you know but but in between they're like and more on inflation concerns have you noticed that it costs more to you know I mean it's like every single solitary thing is like bashing you on the head for guess what life sucks guess what life sucks guess what life sucks how many times do you want to do that why not just do it once review your investments quarterly review them semi-annually hell review them once a year you probably shouldn't be changing your plan anyway unless your goals change, and I would submit to you that six months of the market going down does not precipitate a goal change. If the experience is the same, hey, you lost 5%, 10%, 15%, or 20%, in any one of those scenarios you go, ugh, gross, then why just? Why not just do that one time? Slow pain or fast pain? Get the pain out of the way. And so you have to, what you said, surround yourself by, by the things that are more beneficial, you know, if you, if you have, you know, I don't know, I I was thinking about this the other day. I follow the rock on Instagram. Of course you do. I mean, we have a lot in common (laughs) cannons for one, (laughs) but anyways, he posts a lot of videos. Well, you know, he has some workout stuff and stuff like that. I never see an Instagram story of the rock working out to like Beethoven. You know what I mean? It's never like and now for my heavy leg set, I'll be listening to Tchaikovsky in D minor, you know, and it's like this sweet violin. What is it? It's like, you know, it's like hardcore, like I'm getting psyched up to go do this thing. So why do you want to like turn on the, the thing that's going to get you all amped up, you know, get you all amped up? I'm going to go on Twitter Find out what's going on in the stock market, or I'm going to go on CNBC and find out. Like, I'm going to read Reddit and like look at all these people that are losing money. Yeah, I'm losing money too. Uh, you know, like, what? Why? Why do we want to do all that? Turn all that crap off, man. Just follow the plan. Number three. I Think you're first on this one. Yeah, I, I felt like I needed to take a take a breath after that. I was wow. just.
1: We're only a number three.
2: <laughs> God, maybe. My third one is to rewrite your goals and remember why you're doing everything that you're doing. Oh, good. There's a lot of studies about writing stuff down. You know, you think like, I want to retire. No, no, write it down. I want to do this. I am investing so that I can do this.
1: So you mean, do you mean reiterate your goals when you say rewrite, like rewrite the ones you had before, just so it really cements them in your mind. Okay.
2: You don't mean
1: rewrite, like edit. I don't mean redo. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, maybe you have to redo them. Maybe you choose to redo them. But the market being down does not cause you to have to rewrite your goals, I don't think, at this point. Re- redo your goals, I should say. But if you recalcify them, how's that? Yeah. Why are you doing all of this? I'm doing it so that. Answer the question so that. Because you're much more likely
0: to stick with it if you know why you own it.
2: So that dot, 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 dot. Yes. I'm doing this so that da 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 da. And when you look at that and you say, okay, here's what I'm doing. And then say, well, how do I get to the thing that I want to do? The answer is only invest money. Because you can't logically say, you know what I should do is I should definitely put more money in my savings account. I did get that email from Ally that said they're raising the rate to 0.6 now, you know, Mm -hmm. in response to inflation. We're all the way up to 0.6. Forget the fact that that's, it would take freaking 12 years, 13 years of interest to equal one year, the last year of inflation. So write them down, re motivate yourself to the purpose for which you're doing it, and that will help.
0: Which gets to my number three, which is know what you own. I feel like a lot of the time people think that the markets are magic, and yet there's a couple statistics in here that we have alluded to that I think are helpful. You know, when you look at the statistics, standard deviation, that will tell you how much... It's a $10 word? Yeah, I, I think the pros call it wiggle that your your funds will have on an average year. And like you said earlier, the stock market isn't crashing, that this is normal. the The reason you know that is because we're still within that first standard deviation. We're still in that spot where this is a normal market. And so knowing... What the expectation is for the wiggle on your investments, I also think makes you less likely to panic. People are much less likely to panic when they have confidence in what they own, and they know that this is an average day for this fund that I have. This is a piece of what I normally have, so I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Know know what you own. Often I feel like when we get questions uh, from listeners asking if they should sell different positions, I feel like they don't know well enough what it is they own. They just heard, OG, that it's not good, right? I heard from my friends that I'm paying too much in fees, or I heard from my friends that I'm in the wrong thing, or I heard from my friends that this doesn't fit. I, I don't know what I own. So that's my number three. Number two. My number two is your number five. It's it's rebalance. And I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on this. I just want to reiterate something I read back when Bloomberg had a magazine. They said that rebalancing takes, quote, guts of steel. And I like that quote back from, I think, back from the late 90s. And the reason I like that quote, and it still takes guts of steel, is because of the fact that it does, if you're new to rebalancing, This idea of buy low, sell high makes sense. But when you're sitting down and you're going over your plan and you're going to rebalance and let's say you and I are talking about it, I go, okay, OG, you know that thing that's doing really well? And you go, yeah, okay, cool, great. Yeah, we're
2: going to get rid of that.
0: Yeah, we're going to get rid of some of it. (laughs) The hell are you talking about? That's the only thing in my portfolio that's holding up. No, no, no. We have to get rid of some of it. Okay, well, you're smart. What are we going to do now? We're going to buy some more of this. Wait a minute, you mean the one that's sucking the most? Are you freaking kidding me? Why do I want to buy the one that sucks? I don't. That's what rebalancing is. And from a logical standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. But when you actually sit down and do it, it OG oh is way more painful for people to do it than it seems like when you look at it from an academic level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What's your number two? My number two is to uh, rewind history and then play the game again. And what I mean by that is, if you look back at your investment portfolio from six months ago, you're probably feeling pretty good. And go back a year, you're probably feeling pretty good. Go back two years, you're probably feeling pretty good. You can see that two things. Number one, where we are today in terms of where the market is or where your portfolio is, is not that much different than probably where you were 15 or 16 months ago. It's kind of sort of the same spot. And yet... In January of last year, you were feeling pretty good because you were on the heels of recent market growth. And so you went, "Oh, I feel good because it's gone up." But if in reality your your concern is around whether or not you're going to run out of money like we talked about a second ago, then did you feel at that dollar amount, six, you know, 16 months ago, did you feel like you were going to run out of money? No, you didn't. And why? Because you were like, oh, I see this trending in this direction. But the fact of the matter is, is that you still had that same dollar amount. If you had a million dollars 15 months ago, six months ago, you had a million too. Today, you have a million again. <laughs> it's the same number. And you felt great when you had a million. So go back in time and look at it. The other thing that you can do is when you go backwards, you start taking out those jagged edges of the day-to-day returns, like I talked about just a second ago, around experiencing it over and over and over again of getting your head kicked in, you start smoothing out those lines. If you look at the stock market from 1970 till present, it goes yoink straight up. But if you zoom into what did it do from 1973 to 1976, it goes <laughs> it goes all over the place. So it, when you, do you want me to what? do that again, Doug? Well, yeah. What was <laughs> that noise? Because awesome. <laughs>
1: Our sound effects guy is back on the job. It goes more like, woo,
3: woo,
2: woo,
3: woo.
2: <laughs> you know, all right. We're done. <laughs> it's like that. So, so when you zoom out, you see it more of a smoothing of a line effect. And when you look at your investment return over the last three years, it's probably pretty good. It's the last five years is probably pretty good. And the last 10 years is probably pretty good. It's just the last six months that haven't been. So zoom out, kind of rewrite that history a little bit and see where you are now relative to that.
0: I just had a big thought, which is based on the four that we've had and the thing that's missing from both our list. I'm wondering, OG, if we have the same number one. And I think we we very well might. We don't. Oh,
2: yeah, so I guarantee it. Mine's mine's coming in from I'm coming in from left field on number 1.
0: Oh, I'm coming straight down the 50-yard line or whatever that I don't know what the thing is. I'm booting the kick right through the center of the uprights. I didn't, here we go. All right. Number 1. Big sports fan are you, Joe? What? <laughs> I'm kicking a goal unit thing.
2: Making the touchdown.
0: <laughs>
1: go my favorite sports team. Go. Yay, a
2: touchdown.
0: All right, OG. What's your uh, swooping in from left field?
2: Oh, I get to go first. All right. I was thinking about this from a tactical standpoint. So it's like, okay, a lot of my list anyway is a lot of like thinking exercises, not a lot of doing stuff. So here's a doing stuff exercise. You know, all of those stocks that you went, God, Lee, I really wish I would have bought Starbucks when it was, or I really, you know, when Apple was, that would have been a really great price. So here's what you do. Go into your brokerage account or into your, you know, whatever, IRA, and put limit orders in for those companies at ridiculously low prices. The price that you went, oh my goodness, if I could ever get back and pick up Coca-Cola at this price, I would back the truck up, proverbially. Proverbially? I don't think that's it. Go back to making noises. (laughs) You're better at those. I'm better at that than... Me better at noise (laughs) than (laughs) English. (laughs) Basically, you want to go beep, beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody gets that.
0: (laughs) We understand. I love yours, though, OG, because it gets right to mine. And mine goes back to our guest a few weeks ago, Nick Majuli, which is find as many ways as possible to save money on those things you don't care about. There's a subscription out there you don't care about get rid of it. If there's uh, restaurant time where you're just avoiding meal planning, get rid of it and start meal planning. If you're, you, whatever it might be, get your budget in order and put more money in. I think the number one thing to do right now during a down market is put more money in because this is a good thing. If your goal is not right now, like people think, oh, the market going up is a good thing. The Market going down is a bad thing. Market going down is a bad thing if you need the money today and you have it in the wrong place because you don't have a plan. All those things we talked about on our top four, those, those things can hurt you. But man, if you've got a good plan, this is an opportunity for you to put a bunch
2: more in. When people say, if the market went down, then I would really, but this is your chance. This is the thing that you were waiting for man, I wish it would go down so I could get back in. Here you go. Yeah. I can't promise what tomorrow's going to bring, but this might be the bottom. And if you want
0: to put those limit orders on all those positions you talked about with that extra money to put more money in, man, go do it. Go yeah, go do l- it.
2: I mean, positions or ETFs or you know, you'll, S&Ps at 4,000, you go, golly, I really wish if I could get it at 3,200, that would be an amazing price. Well, freaking put a limit order in at 3,200. And then you don't have to think about it. And all of a sudden you get an email one day from Schwab that says, you just bought 32,000 worth of S&P shares because you but your limit order filled. You go, oh my goodness, good for me, you know?
0: Now I got to refinance my house to figure out how to-
2: Now I got to figure <laughs> out I got three them. days to put the cash in. <laughs> Credit card advance, here I come.
0: Could be, could be a little overstep, but who knows? Ah, good stuff, OG. I love our top five episodes and I'm so glad we were able to help people go through that. You know what? Uh, we found some more top five lists. Well, and even sometimes top 20, top 15 things that other people had to say, things to do in a down market. So if you want to dive into even more people's ideas, subscribe to our newsletter, the 201, stackingbenjamins.com slash 201 for more there. I think it's time now, though, G, to throw out the Haven Lifeline and tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they put what you value first, Doug. God, I knew you were going to call on me. It was because I saw the panic in your eyes <laughs> and I knew you weren't ready. Oh no. no. I got nothing it's so good it's 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 like you know the waiter who who waits till I put the the piece of food in my mouth. you know they do that on purpose.
1: they have to I don't know. I just uh, top of my head i don't I got nothing. I didn't prepare for this, but how about an old wooden boat motoring lazily across a canvas of moonlight, the distant smell of a campfire and the simplicity of a cold beer on a summer evening? Uh, it's just
0: the first thing that came to my mind, yeah. Yeah, what I should have said if I prepared was uh your loved ones and your time. <laughs> but all I could come up with at the time was <laughs> motoring across a something right, I mean, man. I'm I'm a little bit deeper than most. I love what they're doing at Haven Life False. because they are committed to offering a modern way to buy life insurance or application. It's simple, it's online, you get an instant covers decision. Policies are affordable. Of course, they're issued by their parent company, Mass Mutual more than 160-year-old insurer, you know, uh, I think down market or up market, whatever type of market you're in, it's always the right time to get your insurance in order. StackyBenjamins.com slash Haven Life. Today we're going to throw out the Haven Lifeline to Amanda. Amanda is actually somebody that a few weeks ago we talked about. She'd done a fantastic job paying off debt, and we kind of wondered out loud how she did it. So uh, imagine my surprise when we get this call to the Lifeline.
3: Hey, Joe and OG, this is Debt Free Amanda from Kansas City. Wow, what an honor to have been mentioned on the show. I was so shocked when I heard my name and story on the air. I really couldn't believe it. I'm so honored that you shared a snapshot of the success that we spent the last 28 months to achieve. It definitely wasn't a linear approach, but we did chart and stay the course. First acknowledging we had a major problem was the major hurdle. The past few years, we've had our ups and downs and didn't set out on a strict timeline, and I was adamant to continue our retirement savings while also paying down the debt. We committed to keeping a thousand in an emergency fund and we just threw as much as we could towards paying down the debt using the snowball method. COVID shutdowns really helped our eating out budget and we just went ahead and built a bar at home to save money and that helped tremendously. All the stars aligned for us this past December when we sold our home for 90,000 more than we paid for it in January 19. We're able to pay off the remaining 40000 on the student loans, and then we celebrated by moving into our brand new construction home the first week of March this year, and we went ahead and just had the builder build the bar of our dreams in this finished basement. Thanks again for the mention. I certainly can't blame you for teaching me anything worthwhile the past few years that I've been a listener. Keep up the shoddy work, guys. <laughs>
0: You're welcome, Amanda. With uh, compliments like that, OG, just, uh, you know. My work here is finished. Yes. Yeah.
2: Next. But what did you get
0: out of that? I I think everybody should go build a bar at home. How great would that be? Agreed. I actually didn't hear
1: anything else she said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just build the bar at home and you're
1: good. Blah, 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 blah. I have a bar. Blah, 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 blah. I'll be right there, Amanda.
2: Yeah, stay the course. Have a goal. Have a plan and work the plan. I mean, recognizing what's going on, being truthful to yourself. I think this is the biggest thing when it comes to correcting the the angle of attack right to like is just being honest with yourself of what is actually happening you're the most truthful person that you know of if you try to lie to yourself your brain's going to get all jarbled up and you know what you're not writing this on a billboard out on the highway for everybody to see if you're trying to fix something at home fix it own what's going on. It is what it is. Now let's decide what we have to do differently from this point forward to change what we want to change. And that's what I heard her say that they did. And then they decided, Hey, we don't want to go out to eat as much. So this is what we did. We decided to do this. So this is what we did. And boom, two and a half years later, (laughs) debts paid off. It's pretty amazing.
0: I think there's something powerful too in what she said about, about being honest with herself, as you mentioned, OG. but something on the other side, which is it's just that first step. I feel like we get so obsessed with the entire journey and with finishing. It isn't about finishing it. It's just about getting started. Like what's the hardest part of a workout? Getting your ass out there doing it, Put right? Putting your gym
2: shoes on. Yes, yeah. that
0: is the hardest Put thing. Put your shoes on. So the second that she got honest with herself and they dove in and just started... That just sets everything in motion. Also, lastly, when it comes to COVID changing their restaurant habits, like COVID did it for them. But if you you can find a way to just do that without needing a pandemic (laughs) to get it done, just realize where the spot is. And this is why I like tracking your spending for a few weeks. Even if you're not going to do it long-term, just track it for a few weeks, look at it maybe once a week and see if there's a pattern. If four weeks in a row you spend way too much money at restaurants, right? Because mint or tiller or whatever you decide to use tells you that you spend too much money at restaurants, then you can apply a fix. So just start tracking where you spend the most.
2: I agree. $1 million
0: percent. Congratulations on that, Amanda. And you know what? Initially you didn't call the lifeline. You just went into our Facebook group, the basement stackybedjamins.com slash basement gets you there. I know there's a Facebook URL that you can go to and it's a long one, but instead, if you just go stackybedjamins.com slash basement, we'll route you right to uh, the basement Facebook group. But now she called in OG, which means she gets the cool SB swag and Gertrude's going to send her a, going to send her a code for that, Doug. Yeah, She's getting a t-shirt and she didn't even intend
1: to like, that's not even what most people call in because they don't, they didn't even have a real question. They just want the free t-shirt. She didn't even try. She's getting one. I still don't have my free code yet that you promised <laughs> me like three months ago. Are you kidding me? What does a guy got to do?
0: Doug's been doing this podcast for a decade. Still doesn't have the free shirt.
2: Still doesn't have a stack of Benjamin's t-shirt.
0: Hey Doug, the bar's just a little higher. Five more episodes. You ever see, you ever read like Catch 22? You know, yeah. if you do just five more, we're going to give you the T. Oh, it's going to be maybe seven more. Yeah. Hey, a lot of people to thank out there, but especially want to thank all of you for spending your precious time with us this Wednesday. We're also going to have, by the way, another special Dell Podference episode on Friday. I'll be interviewing Carter Malloy from Acre Trader about the ups and downs of creating a company. If you want to hear somebody struggle to reach their dream, Carter Malloy has a fantastic story. And uh, I'm interviewing him in front of a room of about 30 or 40 people at the Fayetteville Public Library. And by the way, that interview is tonight at the Fayetteville Public Library. If you're hearing this Wednesday, that's Fayetteville, Arkansas, by the way. North Carolina, not this time, but Fayetteville, Arkansas. If you want to hang out with us, I'm not sure if tickets are sold out as we record this, but, uh, we can get you there. Last thing is if you're here because you just need to get started, you have realized that this Dow market might be a blessing for you because you need to think bigger about your goals. OG and his team taking clients. So head to StackyBenjamins.com slash OG. That's the link to OG's team's calendar. We'll get you scheduled for a one-on-one meeting to see how they can help you think bigger about your goals All right, that's gonna do it for today. Doug, you got it, my friend. What should we have learned today? Can't wait to tell you, Joe. First, if you wanna
1: make the most of the market right now, just keep buying, but make sure it's what meets your goals, not what's hot, what's not hot, down the most, up the most, sideways the most, or your favorite corporate logo, because it's got pretty colors. Start with your goal and work backwards. What investment historically has gotten you where you want to go? Start there. Second, the biggest danger of panic selling? Missing out on the market recovery. The biggest danger of buying? Buying into some hyped fund approach like NASCAR or South Park. The big lesson? I should have never sold all that Lululemon stock back in the aughts. I did it because the leggings were way too tight in my... But anyway, I was a fool. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2022, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch, with help from Joe, me, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. After you listen to our show, check out the 201 Deep Dives, written by our website manager and blog editor, Brooke Miller. You'll find the 411 on all things money at the 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now.
3: What are you doing here? The show's over
0: and you're still here.
3: Nothing going on.
0: Nothing good on TV. Maybe nothing good on the other podcast out there. No. Got a couple more days till the next one. Hmm. What can we do to keep you entertained? I know we can tell you that Navy Federal Credit Union wants to thank the men and women in the U.S. military for their important commitment to our country. Yes, we can. For more than 85 years, Navy Federal Credit Union has made it their mission to help people in the military community. Navy Federal Credit Union is open to all branches of the military, veterans and their families, Old families like mine. Navy Federal's employees are veterans, military spouses, so they're part of the community they serve, and they understand their members better than anyone. Members can enjoy an average earning and savings of $352 per year, savings rate three times the industry average. An average credit card APR 5% lower than the industry average, word winning 24-7 stateside member service, over 350 branches worldwide. So show your own support for our troops. When you're on social media with hashtag mission military thanks, you'll see a lot of people doing that. Hashtag mission military thanks. Learn more about how Navy Federal is celebrating the commitment that connects them to their members at Navyfederal.org slash celebrate. That's NavyFederal.org. org slash celebrate. How's that? That keep you entertained? Kept me entertained. It's good stuff from Navy Federal. Insured by NCUA, Dollar Value represents the results of the 2020 Navy Federal Member Giveback Study. Value claim based on Navy Federal's 2020 Member Giveback Study. Credit card value claim based on 2020 Navy Federal as low as APR averages compared to advertised industry APR averages as of December 31st,
3: 2020. Published on creditcards.com. Well, I woke up at three 30 in the morning
0: today, you know, as you do, because you're so excited about the, uh, seven hour after show presentation you're going to make about your trip to Jordan and Egypt. So glad I got you guys here and I thought we'd just settle in and, and, uh, maybe I'll show you some slides. Do you have cue cards prepared for this? I'm so excited. Wait till you see slide 24. You're going to LOL. It's amazing. Actually, there's a better, there's a better, there's a better, better uh, story though out there. I'm on my way home and I see, oh gee, you got a flat tire. What's up with that?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I was gone all week and you know, just figures that that would be the case. I was talking to my wife and she said, uh, don't forget, there's a band banquet tonight. I've been gone all week. I just got home. It's four o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to laying on the couch and closing my eyes. <laughs> Don't forget there's a band banquet. And I turn the corner into our neighborhood, and all of a sudden I hear this pop noise like I ran over an acorn or something. And then driving down the hill toward my house, I hear, d-dun, d-dun, d-dun. I <sighs> said, Oh, I got a flat tire. And she goes, ah, Nice try. <laughs> like, no, I think I got a flat tire. She's like, no, you're coming. You already said you could make it. I already got your ticket. You know, you're coming to eat pasta at the band banquet. And won't that be that big of a deal? I said, No, I'm not, I'm not joking. I ran over something. I'll check it when I get home. And uh, yes, indeed. Something is protruding from my tire. I don't know what it is. Sidewall? Uh, it does not belong there. No, it's right in the middle, which is great. And um, so I think they can fix it. In fact, yeah. I haven't looked this morning, but, but it might have actually just kind of even sealed itself in there. It's rather annoying to drive on because it's a big disc. It's like the size of like a maybe a half dollar or so. Yeah, you had a picture of it. It was a huge nail. Yeah, it's something. I mean, obviously it's got some pointy aspect to it, but it's uh but the part that's on the on the outside of the tire is this big huge disc looking thing. So I don't know what it is. I tell you it clearly
0: wasn't it wasn't an acorn.
2: <laughs> it was yeah, not an acorn nor a rock or something no. like you know, you just run over a rock and you're like, ooh.
1: So did Mrs. Uh, o. G say just pull that car over and walk home. We're going to this banquet. She came and got me.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's the big questions though. Question one. How many times did you have to set those nails up before they actually punctured the tire? <laughs> Would have been easier. You just
1: turn the crank the wheel hard to the right and use a hammer. It's all and you pound it to in do. yourself.
0: <laughs> What's this guy doing on the side of the road with a, with a hammer in his front
2: tire? Giving myself a flat tire. It's <laughs> a euphemism if I ever heard one. This is how much I
1: don't want to eat day-old <laughs> pasta.
0: Uh, and on that note, I think we're done. I'll save the, uh, 77 slide sideshow for later. Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is military appreciation month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be